roll up. It's the Personal Jukebox Podcast. My name is Simon, and I'm joined by your main man. It's all about the glamorous, it's all about the indie, it's all about the rock and roll. It's Mr. Stuart Boyd. Rock and all roll. <laughs> rock and all. <laughs> you alright? Yeah, yeah, not bad. Not bad. It's been a long week, it's been a long day. Glad to be here with your good self. Yes, definitely. It's... um. I haven't had a bad day because it was just after the birthday, so I'm spending some birthday. Oh, of course cash it was. Belated happy birthday. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Um, so I'm kicking the mic already. Bloody hell. Yes, yeah, so, I um, yeah, going out, having the remnants of that, um, nursing the wife through meeting up with a friend that she hadn't seen for 17 years last night, and they went out together. But it was it wasn't that bad actually. She was all right. She was all right. But it was like the latest night she's had for about five years. About three o'clock, going to bed. Which she don't Whoa. usually do. She don't usually. Yeah, no, <laughs> that constitutes two <laughs> days later yeah. nowadays. It's terrible, isn't it? That yeah. remember back in the day, that would just be you know standard. Cote de rigueur. Yeah, is that the word? Yeah. Is that the? Yeah, is that the... yeah. You, yeah. You've got some currency there though in the bank to to get back. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh Christ, yeah. That's why there's nothing about tonight because I'm recording two weeks in a row. I've got other ones lined up, and I'm like, well, you know, this is the playoff. It's the playoff. But yes, how are you doing anyway? Fantastic Christmas, fantastic New Year, and you're back with us. Yeah, first one of a new year. Yes, I think I said on, oh, I don't know if it was the last episode or the one before. I didn't record anything from the end of October, or through November and December, so it was like kind of picking up from a dead start again now. So it's uh, the, the wheels are turning now, and we're getting some content in the bank. So yeah, you're back with me today. Uh, we're going to be looking at something which, I don't know, I've been holding off on doing an album by Alice in Chains. Yes, we can say, say the name of what we're doing. Everyone can see it from the download anyway. Uh, a band who were, um, I don't know, I would say definitely one of my faves back in the day. Well, I'm feeling a bit uh, privileged and honoured to be on this episode because if you'd have said to me... Having yeah. listened to sort of every episode of the podcast, yeah, which one band would you say would be the glue that unites you and probably every other co-host that you've got? In that anyone who wasn't a raging fan probably hadn't been yeah. massively exposed to them, probably yeah, yeah, yeah. would be a convert if they gave them some time. My first instinct would be Alice in Chains. So it, it's interesting you say thank that. Thank you actually. for making me your pick. <laughs> it's interesting you say that, and that actually sheds a new light on um, on, on my listening to it back to it this way. Obviously, you're super familiar with this album, but listening back to it this week, the last two weeks since we said we we're going to do this, and a noticing new things, be sort of I don't know, appreciating other bits more, or and I'll be completely honest, less appreciating some bits than I did previously. And I, saying, I think I'll get where you're coming from. Saying they're a glue that holds the stuff together. That's, that's actually that's not a bad that's not a bad um, descriptor. Yeah, that's I, the word. I can't think of anyone who's been involved in this podcast from what they've expressed who wouldn't at least be an appreciator of this band. Oh yeah, completely. Completely, they fall into a lot of categories as well, don't they? Yeah, like um, super. I haven't looked at what their Wikipedia music tags are, but I would say there's a lot of stuff. Could there. be a good half a dozen there, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. From um, you know, originally being thrown in with the whole grunge thing, I would say they were definitely one of the first, one of the more prominent bands who were doing that acoustic thing and doing it well. 
when when that kind of music got big and we were into it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, our mutual friend, Mr. Boot, and I had a conversation a couple of years ago where one thing we're in stark agreement with is the unplugged. Um, Nirvana's is considered the gold standard, but we were both in agreement that Alice in Chains' was better. I think Alice in Chains' is better if... Um, without probably having the big totem pole moments for the for the for the mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, that's very late on, isn't it? As well, that unplugged performance for Alice in Chains in there. Yeah, Lay- Lane is very. It's like a good visually, boy, you know what I mean. Very visually impactful. His whole Actually, that's demeanor. That, that's and kind of appearance. A, that's kind of thing for Kurt and him, isn't it? In yeah, being very near the end of both of their lives. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's kind of laying less so the end of his life, but more the yeah. end of his career as a public his figure. Public life, before yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, shame, man. What do you think of the current incarnation of Alice in Chains? Because I can't see me, unless we, this this podcast is going years and years and years into the future, getting on to some of those later Alice in Chains albums. Yeah. I think we'll, um, we'll touch upon quite a lot the dynamic and the interplay, particularly between Lane and Jerry Cantrell. Yes. And very much like, um, for example, the Smiths, mm-hmm. there's Morrissey, Johnny Marr, yeah. and sort of Joyce and Rourke, they're kind of the other two. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, if yeah, they yeah. were to come back, it would always be the Smiths, just as long as Morrissey and Marr were there. Um, I'm yeah. sure there's another example that would illustrate that point, can't really think. Like Oasis, Liam and Noel. <laughs> like, oh, a perfect example, yeah. Oasis, Liam and Noel. Yeah. And I think really in terms of Alice in Chains, for me, in order for it to be Alice in Chains, mm-hmm. I know Sean Kidney's been there the whole time, but really yeah. it needs to be, you need to have Lane and Jerry there for it to be Alice in Chains. So in the current incarnation, mm-hmm. um, I had the first album, which was Black Gives Way to Blue. Yes. Um, the new vocalist, Duval. I'm not opposed to him. Solid. So, yep. Get yeah. yourselves together. Do some recordings. Release music. Yeah. Play live shows. Yeah. Cover Rooster and Wood as a nod to your past. Yeah. Just call yourself something else. Oh, do you think so? Yeah. For me, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't the, was the band formed with um, Cantrell and Castelli and someone else came in later on, didn't they? Were they not an amalgamation of two... Kind of Seattle-based yeah. bands. Wasn't wasn't he, was his band something like Alice Unchained? Alice Unchained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you listen to the some of the stuff on the compilation music bank that came out in the early two thousands, you know, I've only listened to that in the last twelve months. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that. Yeah. There's a bit, especially in the early demos. There's a bit of glam rock and a, mm. a bit of country influence in there as well. So they really are just an amalgamation of so many influences that they kind of honed to a point. Yeah, which kind of around the time frame that we're looking at uh-huh. came to a pinnacle there because we had a little um conflab about which album to do didn't we because um you're a massive fan of the debut facelift after listening to this loads i still prefer facelift over it okay yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean the moment that sold me on alice was yeah. i was picking up all the music i could yeah we've done to death how comparatively inaccessible new music was compared to now yes. back in the 90s you had to work for it and i picked up an old um Kerrang compilation cd a car boot sale okay um for 50p or something and it had man in the box on there yeah and 
you ju- as soon as that chorus kicks in on Man in the Box, which is on Facebook, yeah. the harmonies with the feet in my mind, Jesus Christ, the the soaring vocal there, mm-hmm. and just the lead into that, they could really do no. They'd have had to do a lot bad to to turn you to away, turn you then, away yeah. from yeah. that point. So that was just that's one of those magic moments that sell you, and that's on. That's on facelift, so... Yeah, I think I've said before, like, at the time, being, um, like, a Bon Jovi and heard Metallica and that kind of... them kind of bands, um, and then a, a lad having his Walkman at the time yeah. and having this tape in it, facelift, and listening to it just being blown away. That, oh, yeah. like, changed my music habits. Yeah, the music likes and everything. But we've just decided to go with dirt on this one. I thought there was probably more to talk about, more to discuss on dirt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't think I've mentioned in, in the past, uh, well, I mentioned on the uh, wrestler intro music episode that in terms of band peaks, which for me, Alice in Chains' peak is this album and the Jar of Flies EP. And maybe even though, did it, did the Unplugged come after the self-titled album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it kind of, can't really call that a continuous peak um, if I'm including that in that wheelhouse, which is also fantastic. But in terms of this and the EP that follows it, up until, I'll stay spoiler free, up until listening back again, I'd put that again up against any other band's absolute peak. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the highs are high. Definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's not that's not a bad actual share to all of that. Um, this album, oh, when did it come out? Do-do-do. It was released in, on September the 29th, 1992 in the USA. September 92. As I said, what are you into at that time? 92? I'd have been coming out of primary school. Yeah. Was that about the time? No, 92, you still... Oh, yeah, sorry, coming out of primary school, yeah, yeah. Was that about the time Brian Adams was top of the charts for about... He's, Six months. He isn't number one on this. I think. I think Brian. That was ninety one, weren't it? Yeah. Was it ninety one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I've had it before on one of the, on something before. Yeah, yeah. weren't it on the Metallica, Black Album, and I think when Nevermind came out, the other one that I did in nineteen ninety one that yeah. was still number one. I was probably kind of six to twelve months away from picking up non mainstream music. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it was released over there. It, chart, it didn't chart until the end of the next month, uh, 92 in the UK. The highest this album ever got on the UK chart was 42, just outside the top 40. It peaked at number six in the USA, where it's gone four times platinum. Um, and it's the last album with all four OGs of Alice and Giants, which would be, obviously, um, your man Lane, Lane Staley. Yep. Uh, prominent. Man. Is there a guy who, and I've always thought this, you know, when you think of like the devil, yeah, yeah, Lane Staley is literally like a, like a mate. He look, he's the devil, you know. What I mean, on some of the videos, a combination between that and like some kind of smarmy, um, like a smarmy Frank Sinatra kind of guy, somewhere, somewhere between those two things. Well, there's some <laughs> tongue in cheek and some mischief even on this album, isn't there? Is uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, yeah, a yeah. really complex character. I was, um, I was actually thinking about it, um, about it today, particularly one song on this album, and with regards to Lane Staley's life, and I'm like, is this about a certain thing? And I realised 
Gaz always I says... I think there's a fair bit of this, that, yeah. Yeah, Gaz always says, doesn't he, that he's more interested in the music and less interested in the people behind it. Uh, yes. And I kind of thought, considering what an absolute Lane Staley mega fan I am, yeah. my picture of his personal life and his journey and descent or what have you uh-huh. isn't abundantly clear. Now, I've always said... Um, for years, we've, I've worked with people and they we've talked about retirement or jacking it in or when you can cash the pension in. And I've heard people say, oh, I couldn't retire because I'd just be too bored. And I thought, well, you've got absolutely no imagination whatsoever. Well, yeah, that's right, isn't it? But I was kind of thinking today when I was thinking about that one track and thinking about what it's about, that one project for kind of retirement, you know, if, if, if some numbers come in somewhere, <laughs> would... I don't think... Lane doesn't have, like, a biography, does he? So, oh, um, I don't know. I haven't seen or read one. It's nothing I, I've come across while looking I at this. I haven't. But if, no. if if there's a definitive work on Lane Staley's life to be researched fan, and written, fancy I quite fancy that. <laughs> I fancy that gig. So, See, um, you could do that. That could be, yeah. um, you could go, you know, do bits and pieces going forward. Yeah. yeah. So, if Jerry Cantrell kind of hears this and fancies hitting me up, get in touch with the pod. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, let me say that right at the start because I always leave this till the end. If you want to get in touch with the show, if you are Jerry Cantrell or you are anybody, uh, jukeboxpod at gmail.com. Follow the show on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Yes, have some reviews. Spotify, the show's now on Spotify. Super viewing viewing numbers, uh, listening figures for it through Spotify, uh, which is something I was very hesitant to do at first. But Reviews, man. Reviews on Spotify, definitely. Get them, get them on there. Even, if you, don't, sh- even if you don't use it, just review it. In a short space of time, too. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Could I just put it out there now that if Jerry Cantrell does get in contact with us, you are doing an album of my choice. <laughs> Is that right? And you you cannot veto. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, then. If Jerry, if Jerry Cantrell hears this and he does get in touch, then, boy, don't, don't reveal it now. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I will, you, you can hold me to that, definitely. You know you want to, Jerry. <laughs> so, yeah, as we said, we've got Lance Daly, vocals, does the rhythm guitar on um, Angry Chair and Hate to Feel. Uh, we've got Mr. Jerry Cantrell, lead guitars, backing vocals on a lot of songs, and, you know, more, more prominent vocals on a lot of songs as well. Yeah. Almost, almost co-vocalist, really. Uh, yeah, kind of, like probably a, a bit less of a... Linkin Park split, but yep. you know what I mean, yeah. Mike Starr on bass. Uh, you got Sean Kinney on the drums. Uh, Mike Starr, I say this is the the last album with all four of the original members. Starr was fired the next year. Drugs related. Yeah. Yeah, he, it seems to be, doesn't it? Yeah. It, he's also passed away from, yes, from his yes, demons. Yes, 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 hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Incredible trial of... Sadness, really, with this band. Absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of bands in which have, but um, but Alice in Chains, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Lane's long-term partner, De- partner Demry, also um, yeah. passed away from a demons. <laughs> yeah, I that's think right. before Lane, this is this was did the she, point. Did she die before Lane? I'm sure this is the point I was thinking of. I couldn't quite get the timeline right, and I was yeah. So he died in 2002, didn't he? Is that right? He was a recluse for so long, and, yeah. and of course he yeah. wasn't found for quite a period of time. I reckon he was found for like a minimum of two weeks, don't yeah. they? Good Lord. He, on, a, on, a, on a slightly related note, um, I came back from a night out, uh, you know, working, 
this week, last week, and I walked into Gracie's bedroom and she was there and I was like, oh my God, it fucking stinks in here. I didn't say fucking, I was like, it stinks in here. She was like, what, what, what? And I looked at the hamster cage. Oh no. <laughs> and I was like, when was the last time you saw a hamster? She was oh. like, I don't know. And I went, uh, lifted up the lid and there he was, like just gone. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, he, Christ knows how long he'd been there. Mm. Definitely a couple of days. She all right? Yeah, she was okay, really. She took it, you know, took it hard straight away. Yeah. Still at that age where the resilience hasn't quite... Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Quite given way to the uh, <laughs> the teenage years. No, no, no. It, um, yeah, I think uh, all, all the kids were a bit like, oh, oh. Even if they were hiding, they were like, oh, mm, kind of thing. But yeah, R.I.P. Fudge. <laughs> R.I.P. Fudge. And R.I.P. Meatloaf. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you see that? So, I did, yeah. I, I mean, even when I reviewed his bar out of hell and said that it was a big pile of shite, I wasn't giving stick to meat himself. No, no, not the I band. Always, I always thought he'd like... Bit of a character. Yeah, like, came across as a bit of a fun guy, yeah. really. Maybe, maybe a bit OTT, but, you know. In tribute, and how much has this probably been done in the last few days, his name is Robert Paulson. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's quite true. Well done. <laughs> in death, we have a name. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, actually, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yes, it seemed like a good guy. When he was, he, he was good on the Buzzcocks. I never saw uh, him the, on the Buzzcocks. The one episode he did on the Buzzcocks. Yeah, he was, he, he, yeah. Was, he was really funny on that. But I'm with you in terms of the music. It's rock it's really show tunes, isn't it? Yeah, rock opera with stories set to seven, eight minute. Jim Steinman composition. Not for me. No, not for me at all. Not for me at all. It just, is just a bit naff. Yeah. R.I.P. Big Man. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying about? It? Yeah. Oh, Alice and Chains were right. So that's the band. Staley Cantrell, Starkinner. There you go. That's an easy way of going through it. One thing we always do on this is we look at the other stuff that was going on at the time. Now, in the UK charts, the number one single was a great philosopher once wrote Perennial Absolute Radio 90s favourites, The Shaman, with Easy Good, Ebenezer Good. Amazing how many people, I mean, obviously we were of an age where yeah. it didn't quite click, but <laughs> people of our parents' age who would go around singing, Ease Are Good. Do you remember there was a brief, um, a brief surge of um, chants on the terraces in the UK of, He's a cunt, he's a cunt, the referee's a cunt. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not a bad one, actually. It's good. That's about the time the crowd has shared the name of Ezer, he's punched in the corner laughing by the base bin. Um, yeah, so on the album charts... As I say, this didn't chart until a month after, so this is actually the release date of it. The number one album in the UK. (laughs) 
released a new album recently, haven't they? Yeah, they're back somehow. Yeah? It's um, kind of a double Lindsay Buckingham, Stevie Nicks, Fleetwood Mac renaissance. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a proper legitness, is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Abba, where'd you stand? Never understood the reverence. No. At all. few catchy pop hits. Yeah, I get, I get there's, a, there's some big choruses there. Um, sign of the times, I guess. Music for people who don't want music. Yeah, yeah. I, when, when Lindsay went out last night with this girl, went back to her, to her. I took her back to her house, and um, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we we went to see Tom Grennan." Yeah, Tom who? <laughs> yeah, isn't he like a solo singer nowadays? Mm. Is he not that? I don't even know that guy. Where was that? The cat on the crossroads. Oh, Christ. Uh, Tom Grennan. Yeah, Tom Grennan. I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, being a bit of a music snob. Uh, the race. I've genuinely never heard of Tom Grennan. Have you never heard of him? Genuinely. No? I may be a fan. You're not missing much, no. Yeah. You're not. Uh, the rest of the UK albums, top ten. Check this for like retro artists. Um, Tubular Bells was number two. Oh, Mark Oldfield. Yeah, Mark Oldfield. Uh, Belinda Carlisle's best of was three. Now here's a point before we mm. get any further. Is this Abba Gold? Yes. You've totally prefaced a couple of touch points, yeah. a couple of reference points that I was going to use on the next album that we do, on okay. the next episode we do together. Uh, yeah. I've, I've got scribbled down just as a, as a reference point to make a comparison as Abba Gold and Tubular Bells. That is it. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. How about that? Yeah, um, <laughs> Easter e- unintentional Easter eggs are popping up right, left, and centre. <laughs> and yeah, Belinda Carlisle's best of was three. Lionel Richie four. Okay. Uh, the Shaman's album was at five. Sinead O'Connor extreme. Eric, More than words yeah, extreme. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That, the album with that one, I'm guessing. I never thought they were that big enough in this country to have a, um, a top, ten, a top album. ten album. Yeah, mate. There you go. Maybe guys are schooled. Carried, yeah. Um, Eric Clapton, Annie Lennox, and Bob Marley rounding out the top ten. Okay, so it's all like really legacy artists, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, there seems to be a fair few compilations in there. Maybe that's um, indicative of the landscape at the time. Yeah, um, end of yeah, end of October. Yeah, yeah, September, yeah. October. Yeah. We get the Christmas sales in. Uh, number one in the US. As Red Durst would say, get them motherfucking lighters up. <laughs> America, I was surprised to learn how revered they are to this oh, day. Boys to men. Boys oh, to yeah. Men. They're yeah. considered like genre leaders, aren't they? Or sort of <laughs> instigators. Yeah. Like Definitely. Massively influential artists. And I'm, I'm this week, listening to Talk Sport and Darren Bent, former, former footballer Darren yeah. Bent, absolutely waxing lyrical about Boys to Men. Yeah. Yeah. Surprising because. They're probably more than a footnote over here, but not much more. No, not over here. No, like this. Yeah. Yeah, this and... I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Would they be maybe stadium-sized in America if they if they were to refill... Uh, if they've even split up? Who knows? Christ, who knows, man? Who, who knows if they've come to the... Uh... To the end of their, <laughs> their very own road? 
Rafa answers that then, doesn't he? <laughs> time, time in that was well done. <laughs> um, yeah, right, so Shane's dirt, it focuses on, apparently, pain, anger, antisocial behaviour, relationships, drug addiction, addiction, war and death. Where's well, it on its sleeve? <laughs> good, good Lord. Yeah. No, no, nothing like a big uplifting uh, self well, of that. Well, it's harsh, it's emotional. Yeah. It's an insight into the workings of a tortured mind. Yes. Um, all of the above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, you can interpret. With a plum. Yeah. 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 You can interpret different songs as encom- encompassing one mm-hmm. or the other mm-hmm. or both or all of I think those descriptors. I think there's something that we'll say about a lot of these songs. I think there's a lot of self-referencing, a lot of self-referential lyrics. Definitely and, seems to be. I think we're going to lean big into the lyrics, aren't yeah, we, on this album? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to um, come up. Right, shall we get started? <laughs> Messing about, straighting on the first song on the album. Yeah, it makes you uncomfortable, doesn't it? The initial bam. Bang. I mean, that was loud then. <laughs> Sets you up for the album too, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. The, the album's there to make you uncomfortable. That's, like you say, that initial straight in. It's mm. like, you don't expect it. No intro, nothing. No. I watch um, a series of YouTube videos by uh, a couple of uh, guys, a couple of American guys called uh, Ryan and George. It's called Lost in Vegas. Yes. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. But they were like original hip, originally hip hop R and B heads, mm. and they delve into rock and metal and they do reaction videos. And their reaction to they love Alice in Chains. Who oh, wouldn't? The black guys. Yeah. Yes, I have yeah. seen it. They're yes. brilliant. Yeah, 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 Absolutely yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I have seen that actually. Yeah. yeah. Love those guys. If you haven't seen them, Lost in Vegas, check them out. Yeah. Do you reckon we can get a reciprocal plug? <laughs> Very much doubt it, son. Maybe get those Patreon dollars flowing. Um, <laughs> Now, I've just mentioned um, Man in the Box and um, that compilation CD that was bang. That's what got me into Alice. But I didn't actually realise until I heard Dirt from the first time that that wasn't my first exposure to Alice in Chains. Drucker's mm-hmm. um, manga was all the rage, wasn't it, oh, in the early God. 90s? The lad, the lad is kind of into a sort yeah. of manga now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. massively. But yeah. also um, 16-bit gaming, and there was... A, my first exposure to Alice in Chains, although I didn't know, it, is this track yeah. is in the Street Fighter 2 manga film. Oh, when, really? Yeah, when Ken is driving you... his car up to some docks and, and on the Ove. Oh, has he got his yeah. wife next to him? Yes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. As, yes, first time I heard nice, Dirt yeah. and that kicked in, I was like, ah, Street Fighter 2 manga, <laughs> get him. Ah! Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I... Chased this song for a while because of being um, a fan of Facelift, and yeah. I didn't have dirt until many, like I don't know, three, four, five years later, yeah. really. Even though they were both out, yeah, it was that riff, man. I, I'm a sucker for that kind of riff all the time. It's it's Cantrell's track, this one for yeah. me. He's got a cracking brief solo at about one thirty. Um, yes. 
it's the centerpiece over like the incessant chug of the riff. Mm-hmm. Um, he does the harmonies on the uh, "I Feel So Alone." This is the um, the headphones pay dividend here, mm-hmm. as, mm-hmm. as opposed to the car listening in the car yes, on the stereo. Um, that lead transitions from that incessant riff so seamlessly. It's fantastic. And just really in terms of the lyric, we've talked a bit about Lane kind of beforehand and we touched upon how he was dead for a little while. And <laughs> dead it, for a little while. Yeah, this has got it's got more gravitas really with retrospect, it's foreshadowing the, the um I feel so alone, gonna end up a big, big old pile. pile of them bones. Did, yeah. did he know? There's a couple of instances of that in his album. Did he know his fate? Had he accepted it? Was he there's a powerlessness to it. Is he power, powerless to stop the track his life's on? Oh, man, yeah. Well, it very much seems like that. That 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 is such a prominent point running straight through the whole of this thing. Yeah. yeah. Apparently the song's about Cantrell's fear of dying there. Yeah. Well, Cantrell actually writes a lot of the lyrics on this when you actually dig into it and have yeah, a look. Yeah, he does. Loads of them, yeah. Of, of the vast, well, a lot, a hell yeah. of a lot of them, yeah. Um, it's like Control's words foreshadowing Lane's path. Yeah, he obviously. I imagine. Well, you know, across their band lines, but you'd imagine that they're like super, super duper friends. You um, hope so, don't you? Yeah, and Control could obviously see what's going on here. You know, bandmates, super duper friends. You know, I read many years ago, and it really, really upset me. Uh-huh. Apparently, the A team. Dirk Benedict and Dwight Schultz were the only ones who were actually friends. Oh, is that right? And George Peppard and Mr. T hated each other. Well, I'd heard that, actually. That that was devastating. That was absolutely devastating. I think um, he was, like, super resentful because T became... Because he was the star. And George Peppard was an actor, wasn't he? The biggest star on American TV. Yeah, at the the time in the early 80s. Definitely off the back of Rocky III in the A-team. But, you know, you always kind of, even though you didn't... You couldn't articulate it in your own adolescent mind. Yeah. You had pictures of them going out on the lash as the A-team. <laughs> Who was your favourite member of the A-team when you were a kid? Murdoch. I see, I was a face man. <laughs> <laughs> Shagged anything yeah. that moved. <laughs> I was a face man. He always had like, the coolest cars and was always, you know, on the play, weren't he? Yeah. <laughs> Good lad, get stuck in. <laughs> um, then, Bounds, I think that would have possibly been the first Alice in Chains video that I saw as well. Okay. Ed Bangor's Ball. That kind of thing. Yeah. Seen it on their line. They got the red hair and all kind of stuff. Um, there's an episode of Beavis and Butthead where the, it's on there and Butthead says it's the coolest video he's ever seen yeah. in 1993. Oh, it's a cool video. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Um, you know, band playing kind of standard video, really. But I think, like, I think he might say that he's lying the devil. Is this the yeah. devil kind of thing? They had that effortless cool, didn't they? Effortless, legitimate coolness. <laughs> Yeah, I think so, definitely. Especially for that era as well. Yeah. Uh, the track was released as a single in the UK. It got to 26. Really? Uh, yeah, in March of the next year. Surprised by that because of what you'd call probably the big four out of Seattle, mm. let's say. They've always, even with music aficionados, yeah. kind of, of of our age, they've always seemed to be, of those four, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, they've always seemed to have less traction Oh, than, 100%. I've than the other three. That. Yeah. And obviously you'll disagree because you're a big Pearl Jam guy. But my favourite out of the four, I think, yeah. Mm. You'd, you'd go with, you'd lean on to Pearl Jam, wouldn't you? Out of the four. 
Pearl Jam's body of work, That's Alice right, in yeah. Chains' peak. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. I, I probably can't yeah. argue with you there. Really. I mean, I'd probably say maybe other than Soundgarden, possibly. It's between Soundgarden and Pearl Jam for the lowest lows, but I'd asterisk Pearl Jam with that as they've got the biggest body of work, they've had the longest longevity, so yeah. that's a natural consequence mm. of that, really, so I wouldn't hold that against them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's amazing, isn't it? Nobody picks, nobody really picks Nirvana as their number one. As their number one, yeah. I'd definitely say of those Culturally. four, yeah. yeah. Kurt is my least favourite frontman, definitely. Oh, I think he was just a bit of an arse. Mm. I imagine he would be an arse. I can mm. imagine trying to get through to Lane would have been hard work. Um, Cornell, I always thought, came off as like a decent kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Eddie. He's a bit heavy sometimes, but you know, he's, he's all right, isn't he? But yeah, Kurt, I imagine he would just be a fucking arsehole to be a friend of. Having seen two of the four, Cornell could re- reproduce it live. Oh, God, he yeah. He had the pipes, yeah, that yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's something that's been repeating time and time oh, again yeah. on this show, yeah, definitely. Uh, right, yeah, we're a big fan of the first song. We are. And I think how I wanted to do that. Yeah, we've only got a couple of seconds. I do like how this song. Just literally flows into the next one as well with no gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a left-right punch, isn't it? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and I think there are peaks on this album, but for sheer bang, go ahead. I don't think you can beat it. Here we go. I think that's deliberate too. Yeah. Start that one off. Oh, cracker! The album just as a as as a work sprints Steps out of the gear blocks. Then, yeah. yeah, between the first track and this one, they're both uh, probably other than sort of like the interlude track. They're the two most concise. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tracks on the album. I put this album on the headphones today when I went for uh, went for a bit of a hike. We've talked about the reason I'm doing that. <laughs> yes. Um, but I had a practice hike <laughs> kind of at lunchtime and. <laughs> Yeah, small, small practice. Yeah, definitely. Maybe we'll get into that later. But yeah, from the start of Them Bones to the end of this track, Damn That River, it took me from... <laughs> Striding away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, it took me from Tesco in Kidderminster <laughs> to um, the bottom of the hill at uh, the park on Park Lane, which is not very far. No, I... It's it's a bang bang one yeah. too. Really I was is. ranking them instead today, actually. I could have seen you. Know, okay. I definitely went through that bit Tesco to Aldi to Morrison's kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Green Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was around that neck of the woods. Uh, neck of the woods today. Shout out to the Kidderminster locals. Kidderminster massive <laughs> representing <laughs> the lowest ranked team left in the FA Cup as of the time of recording. Um. Yeah, who did they beat? Reading. Reading. That's right. Yeah. Bonus points for beating Reading. Yeah, Reading. Um, yeah. Well, this was it. There was a guy in Kidderminster selling uh, half and half scarves, which we all hate. Um, who likes? Who buys half and half scarves? If you're if you're under if you're over ten, yeah, it shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. Well, he was he was selling these um, with K 
Kidderminster Reading and I ran by him the idea that if he had any left over, he could take them down to the library so they could advertise the Kidderminster Reading. Yes, Kidderminster Reading. <laughs> he didn't appreciate it. <laughs> Every time the daughter she's going to Reading, I was like, oh, you're going to the Reading Festival. <laughs> <laughs> Um, apparently the song's about Cantrell and Kinney. They had a fight and uh, Kinney broke a table on Cantrell's head and Cantrell wrote this is a payback. Apparently so. It's got <laughs> it's a bit of those um, glorified G with the Eddie Vedder, <laughs> Dave Abrazizi vibes to it, hasn't it? But what I was saying about like Lane being a bit goofy and the band, although they're serious and um, there's this whole yeah. demeanour about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, the lyrics in this, I think they're deliberately asinine, aren't they? And you've got this this description of this conflict, and you've got like, I hit you with a rake, you piss upon my candle, yeah. and it's like, it's very tete a tete, isn't it? It's properly yeah. tongue in cheek. Yeah. I, I kind of like it, but there's kind of a serious side to it as well. I mean, we're talking about like a downward spiral of life as kind of the. Th- it's not a concept album, but there's mm. maybe a recurring mm. theme in it. Mm-hmm. The cards on the table. Lane was a heroin addict. Mm-hmm. There's there's lots of heroin Very references so. in there. And the uh, couldn't damn that river. It's yeah. like you couldn't stop the flow. Yeah, so there's yeah. a serious undercurrent yeah. to that to it if you want to interpret that. And yeah. I think they're like, you couldn't damn that river and maybe I don't give a damn anyway. It's just the right side of naff to be clever, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes, it is. Just, just, yeah, yeah just leafing on that side, yeah. It's taken a while and I'd say only in... The last few years, that it, it's it's actually clicked the whole damn that river, you know, as in oh damning the river. Yes, and you like know, Chris Kamara dam- fighting like beavers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's like that too. Oh, damn that river. Um, yeah, yeah, not know. like fuck that river. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fuck that river right off. God damn it, <laughs> River Phoenix. <laughs> I hate his acting. <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, I never, never thought of it about down that river. Even though it's spelt that way, but yeah. yeah, I think it's due to knowing far too many people through the years that can't actually spell down. Oh, hundred percent. Oh man! Yeah, so very good start. One, two punch. Those yep. first two tracks, love it. And I tell you what, if it carried on like that with an up, uh, up with an with an up ten funk, not with an up ten funk, with an up uh, upbeat pace. And we hit a couple of low ones. Then now I think I'd still hold it as highly as I did. I yeah, think it's deliberate. It. I think it's deliberate because uh, I think the closest comparison I can draw is um, an interview with Tarantino where he's doing a commentary on Reservoir Dogs. Okay. And the ear slicing scene mm. where Michael Madsen does his dance to "Stuck in the Middle with You." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. It's suddenly, he turns around, he's got the razor, he slashes the face, he hacks the cop's ears off, and it's like, you've got the um, the uplifting bit, or the energising bit at least, <laughs> yeah. which is these first two tracks, with, yes, 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 with yes. the riff and the yeah. brevity, and then, as we'll kind of see with the next couple of tracks, couple of three tracks really, and then it's like... Bam! Now you've got to take the tough stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, this yeah. album is uncomfortable yeah. from start to finish, right from the ah yeah. on the opening track that catches you off guard. It's uncomfortable, mm. and this kind of settles you into a bit of a 
bit of a groove with the riffs and and, and the shortness of the tracks, the impactfulness, and then it changes tr- tack on you mm. in an instant. It's it's a bit of a bridge actually from the last album because I'd say the last albums yes, are very definitely. similarish to these first two. Definitely in terms yeah. of kind of Cantrell's lead mm. and mm. yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Okay. okay. Third track is Rain When I Die. Actually, we can talk a little bit now before it like comes in with a yeah. kind of thing. Um, definitely feels like, as we said, a little transition period maybe between the heavier, more up-tempo ones into we're going to get dirty and down now. It's a gentle but ominous intro, isn't oh, it? Oh, yes. And that's, that's got to, I'm no songwriter, but that's got to be a hard balance to pull off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Yeah. Like just how Lane's vocals, I mentioned it when we talked about him on a previous podcast, but how he achieves that contrast of powerful, soaring vocals, but still puts across massive vulnerability. Mm. Oh, very much. I didn't realise as well, back then, just how much of that sound is with Cantrell. Yeah, oh yeah. Doing the together. Here we go. about the first album I mean that's that kind of man in a box riff isn't it when it comes in there there's shades of it going yeah, it's, on it's, you can tell oh it's that guy yeah. who, who uses that setup playing the guitar that way yeah um, oh, hang on this is You need the headphones as well to fully appreciate the Cantrell harmonies on that you chorus do, as well. Yeah, they're very, very understated. Yeah, massively. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely got that country feel that you said about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like yeah. 100%. You can hear that country thing coming through. Oh, We're going to go down headphones. a rabbit hole. Are your headphones stayed on then? Yeah, mine are fine. Oh, mine have just gone to cock completely. Yeah, that's all right. We're calling an audible. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Um, yes, very country sounding. Um, still hooks in the past, but rain when I die. Another, yeah. another death bringing some. Yeah, and recurring references to she. Is it mm. Demry? Is it him watching Demry? Is it Demry watching him and him accepting his fate, like in them bones? Hey, yeah, very. Um, I know they're fans. Like, it's got that kind of Sabbathy vibe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This bit now. Who is she? Who is she? Who, who do you think? It's open to interpretation, isn't it? It is. Is it, like I say, is it one, the relationship one way? Is it the relationship the other? Is it even Demry? I think the rain element as well 
is it is it straight up there's going to be tears when I die? Oh, or I never it, thought of it like that. Yeah. yeah. Or could it be like a plant? Is it um, someone slowly fading away from yeah. whatever they've got going on? We yeah. assume it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an addiction mm-hmm. and it's like that dehydration. And it's because there's an acceptance of fate there. Is there a bit of irony then? Well, the rain's going to come when I die. No, no, no. Nice, nicely thought out there. Yeah. See that psychology... Um... <laughs> the psychology degree. I knew it was going to pay off one day. Today's the day. It's going to pay back on track through it, but... Yeah, <laughs> That's absolutely. It led to this moment. <laughs> yeah. I'll say that to a lot of people when, uh, when they give me a tip about something or... Uh, Anything like that, really? I'll, yeah. I'll say to him, "Oh, I knew talking to you was going to pay off one day. Today's the day, and it's it's always over something really, really minor. Yeah, get get some furious rage, gets the desired effect. Something else I like about this track, because yes. um, you know I hate unless it fits with that je ne sais quoi. It's you know, it's you and me. There's going to be lots of juxtapositions yes, in je ne sais quoi's this evening. You know I hate a lazy fade out, but this one at about five and a half minutes it fades it's out, and it fades back in. What's what's the crack yeah. with that? Well, is that ju- is it's that just stuck in for ten seconds? Yeah, it? is it for effect or is it does um there's a track on uh, the Queen is Dead? It's the last track uh, by the Smiths. Mm. Um, that's got a fade out and a fade back in at the start uh, on uh, some girls are bigger than others. Okay. So it fades out, fades back in, and apparently when they're releasing sort of demos or pre-release recordings uh, yeah, yeah, back yeah. in the day they'd do that they'd f- fade a track out for a few seconds and fade it back in to protect from piracy so they were incomplete versions and they okay. apparently just left it in by accident yeah, yeah, yeah. on the album and okay. it's just That's strange one, just stayed it? forevermore so mm-hmm. it could be that just at, at the other end but it adds yeah, a bit yeah. of character yeah it does does definitely uh, and, and keeps the you know, keeps the good thing, good song thing going. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, you, you do think this is the pinnacle, don't you? Of Alice in Chains, this is your favourite album. This and Jar of Flies. Oh, and Jar of Flies, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jar of Flies is concise and perfect, but it's an EP. Right, the next track, I said this before, um, on some of the early pressings, Down in a Hole, which is track four, was actually track 12. And I think if you're getting that one now, they're selling for a, a couple of quid, you know, you get them little quirks on various albums that that bump up the value on them but on all your streaming services and stuff like that down in a hole is track four Oh no! Um, the harmonies on the opening line, the bury me softly in this womb, yeah. just, just get it off to a perfect start. And yeah, you got 
we've done the je ne sais quoi list of the juxtaposition. <laughs> you've got the bury me, so you've got uh, the death. Then you've got the womb, which is life, but it's the comfort. So yeah, yeah, could yeah. it be a drugs reference? I mean, this is a this is this track's got a really straightforward structure. So for me, this track, out of all the ones so far, are all about the lyrics. But then we've got that point again that you check it out, and they're Cantrell's lyrics, not Lane's. Oh yeah, isn't this the one? Is this one that I did with that was on the Krang um, album before? Um, hang on, if I can look back like, back a little bit. Um, duh, 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 duh. Yeah, it's a love song about Jerry's love of his life, Courtney Clark. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. To, uh, um, yeah, Jerry, Jerry Cantrell love song, but it doesn't sound like it, it does. It's down in a hole, it man. Re- it really throws you because you've got the where I got on rain when I die. What you've got to start the album, you've got those two short, sharp, riff-heavy tracks. Then you've got two five-minute-plus comparatively down-tempo tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and these two start to ramp up the gravitas uh, of this album. This is where the stark melancholy kicks in, in the, de- in the delivery. And in this track, you've got a couple of flower references, mm. you got explicit references. And that's where, with these tracks being so similar in sort of sort of feel and emotion and structure yeah, 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 yeah. you kind of make that link uh, mentioned powerlessness and you've got the I'd like to fly but my wings have been so denied I never knew what that lyric was you know yeah. my, my wings are yeah. penciled and I you know yeah. I never knew yeah. what that lyric was oh, before today obviously but not for years so I knew what it was yeah one of those <laughs> one of those misheard lyrics oh you can get those videos can't you on YouTube and my f- oh my absolute favourite one <laughs> is um, we're going back we're staying in Seattle but um, you know Eddie Vedder's y'all there's oh, one yeah. for um, there's one for black and you know the pictures had all been washed in black yes the um, the subtitle on it has got oh the bitch is sad <laughs> and that just slays. That slays me. <laughs> Misheard lyrics, amazing. Yeah. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's kind of stark and it's contradictory because you've got that. My wings have been so denied. So there's an injustice there. There's a powerlessness. But then, to follow that up in the next verse, I've been guilty of kicking myself in the teeth. So it's stark, but it's contradictory. Or is it just for any given scenario, whatever you interpret? There's a multitude of variables. There's no cause and effect. It's one of those things where, yeah, you can look at it like that. Or sometimes I do actually think, and, and, and I possibly don't think it in this case, but there's definitely been times where bands have had two half-written songs and chunk the lyrics together, and it, yeah. it makes it not make sense. And it, it has that feel of that to me. Okay. You know what I mean? Where it's like, which way are we going here? And Yeah, I, I, I suppose there is a much deeper thing, but it's... To say it's a love song by Cantrell, but the actual lyrics of the majority of it are very, as you say, very much that helplessness, which I think yeah. is a thing that runs all the way throughout the album. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm suffering under something. Oh, he's writing of somebody else suffering under something. Yeah. There's no, there's no love song vibe coming from this whatsoever. Not at all, no. Um, another top 40 hit for Alice in Chains. Uh, thir- that, bl- that blows my mind. 36. This That wasn't released until a year later, October 93. Yeah. Yeah, it had two weeks on the chart, got up to number 36. You don't see that with getting get traction with the British record buying public at all. 
No, I mean... Unless there was probably from maybe 20 to 25, there's a massive drop-off in unit sales there. I would say so, yeah. And especially then, I mean, you've still got 93... What we were before Vitalogy, before like Pearl Jones tried to kill Grunge, you know what yep. I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I suppose there's a lot of... Oh, 91 to 93, yeah, there's people buying. There's a lot of like American music fans and... Yeah, a lot of people like decent music in the early 90s as well. Maybe it's that... Um, yeah. But you would have thought they were all album buyers, not single buyers. Well, this is it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get that, I get that. All right, sound. That, you're what you got on that one, yeah? Yeah. So, right, really good start to the album for me so far. I do think the next track is a little bit where the wheels come off. changes from yeah. the opening bit to this bit that's going on now I've never got on with that I think it's way too abrupt I'll see why it's uh, it jumps kind of from manic to like flat but deranged yes and I think it's just for a I think it's for effect I think yeah it's yeah. for continuity in mood and when I say mood I mean it's just that uncomfortable uneasy listening Oh, yeah, I think it's meant to be like definitely, that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, the, the changes in the tone and the structure, here's another one coming now. It yeah. just kicks back it into back that into riff. That, yeah. So it's a bit uh, it's a bit dual personality. Um, it, in Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. in that respect. So, I mean, in terms of the track so far, this is the one that doesn't go on the mixtape or the playlist. Definitely. Because it... it own if it if it works, mm-hmm. it only works in the context of this album. Do you think track five is a bit like that though? Like not just this album, but albums. Mm. Track five. Have to do a deep dive. Yeah, I, th- I, I don't know. I think track five. You've exhausted a few singles usually. Yeah. On bands, track five is more of a you know. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be a cool off before we head mm. back in. Track six is always a big one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and no more so than on this album. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Sick man, it's not stick man. <laughs> the popular children's book. What a book! <laughs> oh, oh, stick. You are out fine with on. stick man. Uh, let's see if I can do it from memory. Mm-hmm. Stick man lives in the family tree with go. his stick lady love and his stick children go, three. Go, buddy, go, go, um, buddy, something buddy, about go. stick man goes out for a jog. Stick man, oh stick man, beware of the of the dog. Oh, don't start me on the gruffalo. <laughs> I will do the Gruffalo start oh, to finish. Man. You've been on the Gruffalo trail? Yes, yes. over at uh, Wye Forest. I, I haven't been, but yeah. Well, there's um, one at the Wye Forest. Is there one at Cannock Chase as well? Uh, I would guess so. I'm, I'm sure I, there's one I at Cannock Chase. I would say they've been, um, yeah. they've, they've been merchanting that out everywhere. The first time we went, I think the little one was two. Yeah. And she wouldn't go near that Gruffalo carving at all. Oh, wouldn't oh, have it? Oh, no, she was having none of it. Mm. Loves it now. Mm. Is she like Santa? 
she was good with him this year. Oh, was yeah, she? Yeah, 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 we did, we did, we did the one, railway. Really? Yeah, 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 she was yeah, all right this year. Yeah, you did the railway. Yeah, yeah, I've done that, yeah. definitely. But uh, yeah, big Julia Donaldson fan. Oh, really? Are you? Am I what? Big Ju- Julia Donaldson fan. No, who's Julia Donaldson? Oh, Stickman Gruffalo. Author. Oh, she's the, the um, yeah. author. Yeah, okay. Snail and the Whale. Oh, that's a good one. I've never heard of Snail and the um, Whale. Oh, yeah, really no. good one. <laughs> Snail and I won't the start whale. reciting it, no. but we'll end up down a rabbit hole. But <laughs> that's one I can do. Um, yeah, back to Stickman. Um, sorry, not Stickman, Stickman. <laughs> Along with this, Godsmack, Junkhead, all like grouped together for me. Okay. All like, um, I don't know, different. I don't know, different things that you could be throwing at lions, basically. Outliers. Uh, not outliers. Not just really, just the, the names of the songs and the kind of okay message that they're trying to convey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're, uh, yeah. They go for the jugular. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'd, you'd like to think there's a bit more cuteness, but I don't think there is. No. I think no. it's it is literally. Full ball. A lot yeah. of the lyrical content on the album is really unambiguous. When you talk, yeah, I was probably yeah. going to dig into this a bit more on on a uh, on a later track, but it feels relevant here. Is that with your Nirvanas and your Pearl Jams, probably Nirvana and Pearl Jam particularly? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of surrealism, for want of a better phrase, in okay, their yeah. uh, in their lyrical content. Yeah, which it's not completely absent here, but they're a lot more plain and stark in yeah that delivery. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. The the cards are on the table. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny how Lion would feel comfortable doing it. I feel with some of the songs and their content. Just maybe a, I don't know, but a level of self awareness, maybe. Maybe. And again, that acceptance and who knows. Wait yeah. for the book. Yeah, not my favourite one of the, of the of the album, as we said. Probably as a standalone track, the weakest so far, yeah, easily. Yeah, um, not one to end out on that, but we'll 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 hit a break now. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back in a second. I hope you're enjoying listening along to this, um, and yeah, we'll see you in a moment. thoughts come from the shower and they are weird af they should make edible soap that you can eat in the shower in case you get hungry hey do us a favor if you're a fan of the show and you're enjoying listening to it leave us a review get in touch let us know that you like it Let's get back to it. Don't try to be the mom. Just 
I need to turn us up, don't I? So you know exactly speak. <laughs> You're back with part two of the Personal Jukebox podcast. We're looking at Alice in Chains' Dirt album from 1993. Um, feeling good about the first half of that album. Yeah. Sorry for the yep. last track. We tailed off a little bit there, but um, I think, though, immediately we pick the tempo back up. Have you seen, uh, ever seen the film This Is Forty? No, I'm not familiar with No, um, Paul Rudd and... Oh, God, that skinny, blonde, ginger girl who's in loads of films like that. In that film, Paul Rudd, he, he claims, he says, this is real rock, I think. Yeah, this is real rock. Okay. Rooster by Alice in Chains. <laughs> Who'd have thought when Friends ended that Paul Rudd would go on to be, like, the biggest star? Well, yeah, um... Yeah, I mean, Aniston's always there, but yeah, like, in actual roles and stuff like that, yeah. It's probably his post-Friends earnings that aren't related to royalties from Some repeat of to Friends. Disney money, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's got to be your man. Y'all call me Antmon. Yarnmon. Antmon, y'all call beat him. Oh, stay out the off-road. <laughs> We'll, um, we'll talk a bit now because it like picks up the pace a bit later on, doesn't it? Um, centerpiece of the album? Exact word I've oh, got here. Yeah, I'll really? Point <laughs> centerpiece. And is that because <laughs> it stands out? It's like um, the strings on um, Siamese Dream on um, Disarm oh, yeah, are the yeah, element yeah, yeah. that makes yeah, it yeah, stand yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And is this because, because another one written by Cantrell, mm-hmm. and apparently written about like his dad's experience in Vietnam. Because his name was Rooster, weren't it? Yeah. yeah, his nickname was Rooster. Yeah. How does it fit in thematically with the rest of the album, or is it just because they wrote it, they're like, fuck you, it's going in? Yeah, I think it's probably, it is really yeah. probably that, yeah. But the bit that gets me, again, we're concentrating maybe disproportionately on the lyrics for now, but... In a later verse, walking tall machine gun man, mm-hmm. they spit on me in my homeland. Oh yeah, it's definitely about like him coming back. Yeah, okay, you think that, that's, I'll go with that. That's what I was. Okay, I'll take that. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I'll take that because in terms of I was thinking, how does it fit in? Is it like? A flashback, or is it a lament? Is it okay in yeah, the terms of if this album's taking on a character? Maybe it is about the events of Vietnam, but is it about a trigger point for an addiction or a downward spiral? Okay, because yeah, the yeah. rest of the album from here, it really does descend down a dark path, a darker very, very path that it's does. already taken. Yeah. This is not only is it the centerpiece of the album, but it's a turning point. It's a banging tune as well. We've got oh, to, we, we, we've <laughs> yeah. got to add. Yeah, I mean, it's um, the sentiment and the vocal delivery with the music because it goes from soft to heavy. Yeah, they're kind of juxtaposed, juxtaposed, yeah. but in each instance, the vocal and the melody or lack thereof absolutely match bang on I think 
this is Alice in Chains doing what Alice in Chains do best at this point of Alice in Chains' yeah. career. Yeah. yeah, I'll go. I'll yeah. go with that. Yeah, it's a, it's a high point. Yeah, definitely. It's it's in the discussion for best track on the album. Yeah, I'll go with you on that. Yeah, actually. I did read online, um, they were saying that Cantrell's dad never went to see him live. Okay. But he actually did go. He turned up unannounced at one gig and he just stood at the back. Yeah. Um, watched his song, Floods of Tears, kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, like hit, hit him hard. Yeah. Um, and Jerry hard. So, so yeah, nice, nice moment, I'd imagine, yeah. Yeah, def- definitely poignant. <laughs> one thing that I think really works well on this track is yeah. the, the heavier bit and it's not something that stands out too much across the album in terms of uh, everything else, is the drumming on that bit. There's a groove there, but it's a really lethargic groove. And oh, it's, it's like kind sluggishly of, pulling yeah, itself across. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. Yeah. And that's, that builds up that ambience of isolation, really. Yeah, actually, yeah. It all really pertains into that kind of thing. Yeah, I like it. I like it. it. Properly (laughs) well-crafted. It is. It is is truly well-crafted. It's also deliberate. Yeah, apparently nowadays it's classed as the most currently played Alice in Chains song on American radio. Okay. It's like the one which gets most airplay. Yeah, as kind of a standalone, you're probably looking at this one other track in this album Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and Man in the Box. Maybe it'd probably be its only contenders. Um, yeah, there's nothing after this, is there? You know what I mean? Not really. No, 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 no. Next track is Junkhead. So we're coming in with a decent riff there. Um, man, they're very, as I say, self-referential lyrics again. It's all about me, not me, but me and my plight and what I'm yeah. going through. And yeah, it's right what you said. There's a lot of lyrical interpretation really on this album. Well, you could interpret a narrative from. Would you the... say it's a concept album or not? It's borderline, isn't it? It's really, really yeah. borderline. You, from sort of rooster onwards, you, if, and this is kind of where I take that interpretation, is it, or is it explicitly about Vietnam? Is it a trigger event? It's like a light and dark is it, album, yeah. isn't it? Is it a hallucination? You could really interpret a narrative. Like, this opens, it's the night, the best in a long time. A new friend turned me on to an old favourite, so it's a bit of a relapse. But in the lyrics... There's a bit of exhilaration there in the delivery, and it's like there's uh, well, there's the refrain. What's my drug of drug of choice? Hey, what, what, what have, have you got? got? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what and, is the next line? And I do it a lot. And, well, yeah. And and does the um, it's contrasted with the riff is really sludgy. It is. But then the music, the instrumental track, really 
complements that whereas you've got a solo at three minutes and is that like the rush the trip mm, yeah, 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 yeah. the trip of the drug the but it's yeah as mm. as the track progresses mm. lyrically it's it's almost self-righteous but there's a bit of poetry there it's like you can't understand a user's mind with your books and degrees yeah. open your mind you'd be doing like me and it ain't so bad so you've kind of got in terms of track progression there's the um say the impetus or the trigger then there's the high there's the like the this is why we do it although it's foreboding with that sludge like riff yeah the interplay yeah. between the music and the lyrics is it is just absolutely bang on i mean even if this isn't the best song um per se a bit like sick man i mean if this it's well, about sick man you, yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. I mean, it's an album track all day. Oh, I mean, yeah, if yeah. No, if this is your first exposure to Alice in Chains, no one's exploring them any further. No, but I do think it's a bit of a precursor to the next full album. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. The, the, the Alice in Chains, Alice in Chains album. Yeah. Definitely has that much. Well, everyone always, it's like the first thing anyone says, oh, it's very sludgy rock. Yeah, it's properly downbeat. It's like this kind of yeah. pulling along riffs yeah. and that kind of thing. Probably that's probably another one I'll do at some point, but um, but yeah, Junkhead, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, 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 this is this is an album track, as you yeah, say. yeah, yeah, pure album track, yeah. Um, Rolling Stone, they they gave this no, number twenty six in the top metal albums of all time, okay, and they did a bit of a a write up. It was the Kerrang Critics Choice for Album of the Year in nineteen ninety two. Yep. Um, Guitar World as well. The same year gave it the best album. On release, uh, it was pretty universally praised. Entertainment Weekly gave it an A, Kerrang gave it 5 out of 5, Q, 4 out of 5, Rolling Stone, 4.5, Spin, 7 out of 10, Vox, 8 out of 10, uh, All Music, 4.5 out of 5. Even the, the the Dean of Rock Criticism, Robert Christigo, gave it a B, which, you know, is pretty, pretty, pretty good for him, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> he cropped up somewhere since uh, you mentioned him on a previous episode. I've never heard of him, and I'm really surprised that you. About haven't. a week later, yeah. I, I was looking at something, and the name cropped up. Mm-hmm. Very, I, I was surprised that you hadn't heard of him before. But, uh, but yeah, being a bit of a dean yourself, indeed. <laughs> I don't know. Do I put that much stock in critics? <sighs> it's hard to say. I think with critics. If you read enough of their stuff, you can get a vibe of what they're looking for. If that, if that dovetails with your own, yeah, then you yeah. can kind of, yeah, I, I can appreciate that. Yeah, good explanation. Yeah, I'll get that. Yeah, I'll get. That. But I think you need to like read a fair bit of somebody's stuff before you can get that. Yeah, you yeah. Need, you need to get their ups and downs. And nowadays, listening to a couple of podcasts. Um, Basically, album sorry, not albums, magazines and websites and stuff are kind of uh, cutting off their nose to spite their face if they give a big band or an artist a bad review yeah. because they, then you ain't going to get no access. You're not going to get the stuff that you want to publicise and make content. So they're sort of being very easier. I've heard over the past 10 years, magazines... And websites and critics are definitely giving artists an easier ride. Some some artists get the keys to the penthouse. Oh yeah, yeah. and yeah. They, yeah, they're definitely um, an album that would have been a five is like yeah. almost certainly a seven there yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, they're sworn yeah. into the boys club. Yeah, aren't they? yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Um, next track, title track. It's a very metal intro, isn't it? Mm. To not say this is Junkhead Part Two in some ways. I prefer it to Junkhead. It's I prefer it, but yeah. it's not an instant track. But I think it creeps up on you the more you listen to the album. When it start gets into it a bit as well, it's you know you start getting uh, when it hits the you know the next bit after this, you get a bit more there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's a bit of a, a mid-album lull for me. Okay. Yeah. I think it may be a three-track run that's kind of a low point. Yeah, I think so. With this being the middle part, I think this is this is is the superior track to the two that come either side of you. Um, like I say, it's it's a creeper. It creeps up on you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the desolation and depression of Stark with like flat-out references, frustration, lack of self-control, and element of self-loathing to it and I think maybe oh, that that comes in the in the uh, in the labouring pace you know the, the refrain which kind of it's kind of like the high point of the vocal but the one who doesn't care is one who shouldn't be but there's there's bitter and resentful undertones to it as well the you're so special you have the talent to make me feel like dirt and I think the break when the breakdown transitions back into the underlying riff at about three and a half minutes, it's properly understated, mm. and I think you, you appreciate that the more you hear it and the more you listen to the track in the context of the album. I get why it might not be the most loved track on the album, but it's yeah. it's kind of a sinew. Tracks now just the title of the album. Sometimes are a bit like that. I think it's a good performance by Lion. Yeah, I think he kind of like really holds it, or holds it going together. Um, because for me, aside from his vocals, there's not a lot. It's just that that riff, and then we're going on and we're going on. Um, I think you believe his delivery, don't you? Yeah, completely. There's no, there's no question of authenticity there, yeah. is there really? Yeah. <laughs> and that is the the album. We haven't spoke about the album cover as well. The woman basically being yep. went out into the desert somewhere and yep. yeah, put a woman in the. Well, thank dirt is it? Is it dirt? Is it sand? Could yeah. be, it looks like yeah. sand, doesn't to it? Me, to me, I always thought it more as being sand. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, as I say, it's a bit of a mid-album lull there. Um, I'm missing. Now, I mean, when I went back, put myself back in the time when I first listened to this, I was just in awe of, oh yeah, another track, another track, yeah. another track kind of thing. But now, I'm missing the... A bit of gusto. You're missing the beef from yeah. Cantrell's pick. Um, yeah, probably, <laughs> probably the you know more more blatant things. But hey, yeah, you know. Well, uh, next one, yeah. Yep. Godsmack, not the band. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Who were they influenced by? Probably with the rhythm section. This mm. is if you're pushing me for a least favourite track on the album. This You'd is go it. With this, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, the vocal delivery on the verses is it's unique, isn't it? It's, oh yeah, it's got that warble. It's discombobulated. But then, but then now yeah. you've got the guitar riff, which is warbling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the comparatively clean vocal over it so yeah sounds it, a lot better in headphones than it does in your car oh definitely yeah, definitely <laughs> is this kind of supposed to give it a an impression of maybe what it's like to live inside Lane's head that discombobulated oh, I feel I think there's a load of that in the tracks honestly yeah, yeah. junkie's mind it, it yeah. is that loads of it is that yeah but is is versatility to convey an emotion even if you're not one hundred percent on board mm. with the track. Mm. It's something to stand back and admire. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. It's, it's yeah, it's an album track, but it's uh, it's part of the jigsaw puzzle. Definitely. Yeah, I'll go with yeah, that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, and then we come to a bit of a curi- curi- curioso. A curio. Curio, um, that's it, yeah, curio. On all the streaming services, it'll be untitled. But you or I or fans know it as... Ironland. Yes, I am Ironland. Shout out to Gaz, Tom Araya, on board for this track. Apparently, weren't they in some... Um, what were the riots? Christ, where they were recording... Uh, there was some kind of rice riots where they were recording. Was it LA, was it Rodney King? Yeah, LA? yeah, that was, was it. Around yeah. that time. Yeah, um, and they were like, right, let's just fuck off and get out for a bit. And it was like them and Tom Araya fled and just dosed around somewhere in the desert. And then they, <laughs> I don't know if they came up with this. Apparently, it's just come from a, an annoying riff that Cantrell used to always play. And they were like, he was like, no, I'm putting it on the album, kind of thing. Uh, how long is it? Very short. Oh, forty-three seconds. Yeah. Not much to really say about it, is there? Mm-hmm. Nothing really. It's less consequential than bugs. Yeah. 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 Meh. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Less consequential than bugs or um, I. Dav- I Davanita. Davanita. Yeah, I Davanita. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and from that one, we head straight into um, Rope. Rope by Lion Stiley himself. Hate to feel. It's got another one of those metal intros, hasn't it? Though? Yeah, it's it's heavy that in a way. That's so reminiscent of something. 
heavy, heavy in a way, sorry. Yeah. Heavy in a way that metal isn't heavy, but... <laughs> not in terms of a chunky riff, but in terms of... It's laborious, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that we've got a bit of a, a thing to carry here. Yeah. yeah. And if you compare that to the gusto of the start of the album, that's a word you've used already, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's complete. It's a deterioration and it's a deliberate slog. Oh, yeah, 100%. What do you think of this kind of stuff now? Well, the break into it, it's sinister. Mm. And it's, I think... The guitar part's deliberately fragmented in order to convey that and complement it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that whole plastic man paper face, candy heart, what a waste. Yeah. I mean, what what are we going on about here? Yeah, it's kind of like a stream of consciousness, but a nonsensical one. And again, is that kind of insight into the mindset? Because then right here, it divulges into that. Oh, yeah. um, I swore I'd never be like my old man. Yeah. that's exactly what I am. Yeah, so a it's, resignation. It's a resignation, it's a lament, yeah. uh, and a realisation, and it's properly grim. Oh, yeah, it is. Mm. As, you, as I said before, it's very much just light and dark, man, the, the two hours this yeah. album. Yeah, the verse is so choppy, the what the hell, gotta rest, but then the bluesy riff that it pops into, it's raw and it's disorientating, and it's... It's a state of mind. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm agreeing yeah. with you there. Yeah. Um, Dave Jordan, he was the producer. Um, he also did Facelift as well. Um, apparently, Lane hated him because he want, cause he kept on at him about getting clean, wanted him to go and get sorted out. Yeah. And, you know, Lane down got no time for that when there's horse to be <laughs> shot. <laughs> Um, the the last gig, the last gig that um, Alice in Chains did was uh, September the twentieth of twenty nineteen. Yep, in Seattle. Six tracks from this album. Um, what have we got? Yeah, the the last two tracks on the album: Angry Chair and uh, Wood. Down in a hole, then bones. Damn that river rooster. No surprises there, yep. really, is there? No, none. No, and never seen Alice. Um, no. How many chances did you get with Lane, really? <sighs> no, yeah. no. They came round with the new front man. Um, a friend of mine went. Yeah, asked I know, me to go. Went, yeah. I wasn't feeling it because. Yeah, because I read the stuff and yeah, I just. Yeah. The reasons we talked about. And you wonder live if they retained the same poignancy as uh, if Lane was there. Apparently, the guy who I know went said they put on a decent show and yeah. they were good, yeah. Which I'm never going to knock their in- instrumental no, no. talent. As I said, what's his name? Is it William Duval? William Duval. Yeah, yeah. it's got a wrestler name in it, though. Yeah. Or, um, who does he play? Robert Duval. He's got, yeah, Robert Duval. He's like Kilgore in um, Apocalypse <laughs> Now and Tom Hagen in The Godfather. And he's the good guy copying it. Oh, that's a really underrated film, uh, Falling Down with Michael Douglas. Uh, oh, I don't know. I've definitely yeah. seen. Oh, yes, of course. He yes, plays sorry, the yeah, cliche yeah. of the yes. cop. It's his last day before retirement. You know, that is a film which I've always seen some of it. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't until, I'd probably say 18 months ago that I watched the whole film oh, in yeah. one yeah. sitting. It's one of those that the central performance absolutely makes, like mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. like Jack Nicholson in uh, As Good As It Gets. Yeah. You yeah. take him out of that and yeah, it's just it's a nothing. A, yeah, it's not, um, yeah, unless you would have had somebody doing an equal kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, the most played songs ever, their second most played song ever is Wood, somehow. Yeah, which I was I get very that. surprised by. I get that. Ben Bounds is four, Rooster five, and Damn That River number six. 
I didn't write down number one, but I would guess that it's Man in the Box. Yeah. It's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah. Maybe carried by the fact that it's one of their earliest tracks and it's just remained a staple. Yeah. I yeah, bet that's something they're still playing there. Yeah. Um, last but one track. Well, what a closing one, too, this is. Oh, yeah. And I've got a question about this one at the moment. Very brooding. Completely Ooh. written by Lane. Yeah. Uh, apparently about his timeout chair that his dad used to put him on. Okay. Yeah, hence the angry. Um, it was a single, another top 40 hit for us in Chains, 33. Uh, in the middle of 93. Do you prefer this version or the unplugged version? This version. You prefer, it's, got, it's yeah. definitely got the meat on it. Hasn't it's it? got the meat on it. Mm. It's got the the emotionless vocal. Mm. It's like the emotion's been stripped out by the journey this album takes yeah. you on. Um, ominous intro. You know, there's the little boy made a mistake. That's I've always taken that as the end of the journey, but it feeds into what you're saying about what what the song was written about. But this is the end of the journey from Junkhead. It's the... Where it is is where it is. It's a dark place and it's comfortable with it. You know, the serenity is far away. Saw my reflection and cried. It sounds like that, you know, the stomach hurts and I don't care. But one constant throughout this album is that the music matches the vocal delivery and the lyrical content really, really well. And it kind of reflects physical pain as opposed to emotional pain and this is the track I was going to talk about where it's or where the lyrical content is unambiguous and to the point in comparison to I'd actually scribble Nirvana Pearl Jam and also Smashing Pumpkins who were surrealist and used yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. metaphor this album in particular Alice in general but particularly this album just goes directly for the jugular <laughs> After you saying that, but it's a really good song. Oh, it's a cracker. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Is, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is stunningly dark. It, yeah. it ticks all the boxes yeah. for this album. And to be fair, um, it kind of gets us back on track for the tail end of the album for me. Definitely. And as well, it was a there's a MIDI version of it. If you ever played the Doom Two game, okay. Yeah, one of the maps on Doom Two has got a MIDI version of this as the actual. Um, the music that plays when you when you're playing the game. You could definitely see that intro as soundtracking something <laughs> like that, and um, kind of building up that tension before you're about to turn a corner. <laughs> right, yeah, okay. We'll head into the the last track on the album. I never thought this fit the album. I, I, I must say, I um, it sounds like I don't know. It sounds like a precursor to 
not to the next album, but to a next album. Um, yeah, it's kind of got a similar feel to uh, "What the Hell Have I?" That opener, yeah. although maybe that's a poor man's version of this. Yeah. This was the first single released off the album as well. Top twenty hit, number nineteen. It's got to. Let's have a bit of this. Tagging on to what I just said, I always get the feeling that it just sounds like it was recorded at a completely different time to anything else. Okay. It's got a different, like, like production style on it. It just, just sounds different. Yeah. That's weird, because I don't get that at all. No. Um, it feels like an epitaph um, okay. to me. It's like, if, it's, if you're of the mind to accept that the album it ties into Lane's battle with heroin yeah. and the opening lines just that epitaph to the whole the whole thing it's the resignation it's the this is the end of it it is what it the is, master and it's is broken the by my master yeah and the master yeah. is the no drugs. me bro. Yeah. yeah absolutely and then the refrain which is the lasting memory of the song it's it's too far gone have i run too far to get home well, apparently it is about going through rehab but Cantrell wrote it for um Andrew, Andrew Wood, Wood yeah, yeah, Andrew from Wood. Mother Love Bone, yeah, yeah. Um, and about the people who would judge him for what he was going through, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I obviously I've heard the name Andrew Wood, I've heard Mother Love Bone and yeah. stuff, but probably just a little bit before I mean, getting into into music, you know what I yeah. mean? So yeah. yeah, I haven't really got much on Andrew Wood. Yeah, yeah. the album's. Um it's of it's because it's like eighty nine ninety. It's there's still oh, probably not the glam, but there's a hair metal element to it. It's very it's a departure considering it was mm. a band with sort of Stone Gossard and Jeff Ament. It's not what you come to think of as the Seattle sound. Oh no, it's they're not the Seattle sound. There's definitely that kind of I don't want to say cock rock, but it's it's definitely got that. Oh yeah, if there's a track on there called it, it it's kind of blatantly about that kind of lifestyle and that yeah um probably guns and roses poison mm. kind of mm. um vibe to a, a track called this is shangri-la okay from that album it's yeah. very you wouldn't think a seattle band would a have seattle done band would have done that yeah, yeah, yeah. he was andrew wood was roommates with chris cornell stone gossard and stone gossard, yeah 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 yeah, I, th- I think another reason why I always consider this as being a bit tacked on. See, we're completely diametrically opposed here. Because it was from singles, wasn't it, as well? Yes. It was from. Yes. So it was like a soundtrack film, a soundtrack song, anyway. Yep. Yeah, I mean, did the soundtrack come for 92 singles came out, didn't it? That's this year, actually. Yeah, it's the same year as this. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah. Really? I see, yeah. it's an all timer of an opening bass line. Have and... seen singles? Yes, yeah. yeah, the Cameron Crowe film with the Citizen Dick, isn't it? The, the Pearl Jam of the band, yeah. And, um, not Matt Damon, what's his name? Matt Dillon, yeah, is, Matt Dillon is the front yeah. band. The woman who plays, oh, here's a film if you haven't seen it, properly understated. The woman who plays um, Kevin Bacon's girlfriend in The Woodsman, 
Okay, that's I don't a, know. That's low budget, but a powerful yeah. film. Okay. Really good film, The Woodsman. Um, if you check the page. I haven't seen it. Um, she also plays um, John Travolta's love interest in Phenomenon. I haven't seen that which, neither. Which was decent. It was watchable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember much about singles. No, it was just yeah. set in that that Seattle era and yeah, long coats, yeah, weird hats. Yeah, um, I think just an excuse to make a rough rom com around what was in vogue at the time. Really, yeah, 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 watched it once. You'd think it had been the grunge lover that I am again mm, to use the G mm, you word. You got the soundtrack. Yes, I'm pretty sure got I've the got soundtrack, but not the film. So that yeah. that tells you something. I'm pretty sure I've got the soundtrack upstairs, but I think it actually belongs to um, maker of the show's logo, Keith. Okay, I'm sure it was Keith's CD, yeah. and I borrowed it off him. And I've just never given it him back. Yeah, and you know, CDs, <laughs> CDs. No. Well, yeah. well, this is it. No one's no yeah. one's interested in reclaiming the property, <laughs> although they've probably got it in about fifteen different formats. <laughs> um, before we just look and, and sum this up, uh, also. Just after this, um, Last Action Hero was released. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, Underrated. I, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's a good film, actually. Yep. And Alice submitted two songs. They put two songs to the soundtrack of that. We've got both of them here. We've got What the Hell Have I? Once again, it's got that kind of metal intro. I think these two songs are decent. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I don't think they've got as much of the the downness of the rest of this album has got. Yeah. They're definitely a bit more a bit more upbeat. A little bit of swagger. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like Lion was obviously having a good day on yeah. these ones, yeah. Ahead. It's just a rocker, isn't it? Yeah, straight ahead yeah. rocker that one is, yeah. On the subject of Last Action Hero, let's tail off on Arnie. Yeah. Now, they say about the current generation with yes. YouTube and streaming services and everything on demand and TikTok, uh-huh. they say they've got no attention span. Now, my wife went out um, a couple of weeks ago. She yeah. goes out on a Wednesday to an art group. Okay. And our, um, our broadband was down. So, yeah, I wasn't feeling like doing anything else. So the DVD player, you know, I dusted the mothballs off it, really, and went to the shelf. I've Um, got a standalone DVD player nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, It's just, um, it's a nostalgia gimmick at this point. But um, this generation, their films, two hours, 45 minutes, three hours, six minutes. You say they've got no attention span. I pulled Terminator off the shelf. This is the Arnie connection. And I put the original? It on. Yeah, yeah. I put it on. I thought this will do me. It was over in the snap of a snap of my fingers. It's it not was a long film, is it? Not about? at all. I, honestly, I thought this, yeah. this will do me to, till she's back. <laughs> you know, she'll come back for the end, make me a cup of tea, I can go upstairs. It's all good. It's all gravy. <laughs> I, thought, I could have got halfway through Terminator 2 by the time she was home. So, you know. This, really took a turn at Terminator 2, didn't it? 
Well, there's two, aren't there? There's two Terminators. Well, and yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, um, but I think the, the new generation are being done a disservice to say they've got no attention span because now I want 90 minutes to 1 hour 45, in and out, no wasting motion. I can't be dealing with these two and a half hour epics. I've got to say, I think I've said it before on this podcast that it's, it's got to be something I'm really, really invested in yeah. to go over two hours. Oh, yeah. Because I'm really, I'm going to have to go into it and not drink loads before I go in there yeah. and not have plenty of pop. Because I'm going to need a piss. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm over 40 years old now. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to need a piss. Yeah. And I don't want to miss some of the film if I've paid for it. And if you're watching with the wife and you put it on pause, you're getting pelters, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go again. Yeah. Bladder of an infant. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, wrapping up, well, saying what we're thinking about um, dirt. Yeah. I came to a bit of a realisation going through this that I didn't think it was as good as I originally thought it was. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever, as I said, I don't think I've ever thought, oh, this was... My favourite Alice in Chains record. I definitely think it's a more mature sound than the debut album. Yeah. And it's definitely darker, and maybe I just don't like that as much. Self loving's an important part when you're writing songs, isn't it? There's yeah. a lot of big songs that have got that kind of thing. But I don't know, maybe I'm just not as big a fan of that as. Yeah. As I am. <laughs> you, you, you know, I'm all about the darkness and the depression. And you know, I'm all about. Um, cohesiveness as well and we've you've mentioned the term concept album and this is not a concept album per se but it's a unifying work it kind of goes together yes um i can't argue it's with that. uncomfortable profound <clears throat> bleak and desolate that said because i know you're going to ask me for a grade here and i kind of want to put it in a bit of context to what we've done so far so, uh, just before you just before you say that when i said oh we're gonna do this yep I always think to myself, oh, I'm going to have no problem giving this an eye. Yeah. But go on, carry on. Yeah, um, 100%. <laughs> I've given, back when you used to do numbers, I've given OK Computer a high ranking. Yeah. And I think we matched A's on Siamese Dream. Yeah. And I yeah. think you touched upon in the middle of the album, probably if we're talking Sick Man and Godsmack. Junkhead. Maybe Junkhead yeah. as, as a third, but... If we're giving Siamese Dream an A, mm -hmm. your weakest track on Siamese Dream is better than all of those. Oh, yeah, so and better than Dirt. Oh, actually, your weakest track on Siamese Yeah, I'll get your yeah. point. Yeah, 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 okay. So for that reason, like you, in my head, I was like, well, this is going to be an A, mm -hmm. but if we're putting it in the context of what we've already done, it's straddling probably that A minus B plus mark. I was, man, you know, I was literally going to just give it a straight B. Okay. That's what I was going to go for. Um, so, yeah, we're not, we're not miles apart there, really, yeah. yeah. Um, if you'd have asked me before looking it through that lens and making that consideration, if you'd asked me to reel off my all-time favourite albums, I'd have reeled off Dirt before Siamese Dream. Yeah, but putting yeah. it in that context, yeah. I'm kind of rethinking that a bit. Oh, yeah. And maybe Siamese Dream leapfrogs it in, on my list. Yeah, oh, definitely. I, if you put them side by side now, I'd pick Siamese Dream over that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd, I would. There's, there's no thing. And it, it did surprise me, really. Going yeah, back same. And saying that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's still not shit. <laughs> not no, at all. No, it's a, it's a brilliant album. Yeah, essential. Um, you should definitely listen to it. As you said, I think you made a good point saying... 
it kind of branches out and touches loads of different stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that was your point, wasn't it? But, but I thought you said that at the start. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, yeah, if it was yours or mine, yeah. I do think that is an important thing. I would never have cast Alison Chains in that uh, role, yeah, as being that. But uh, but yeah, maybe they are. Um, yeah, so that's good. We like it. We like dirt. Um, I probably will do another Alison Chains album because there's a lot of interesting stuff. On there, probably doing sap and genre flies as a collective is uh, is one for down the road. Yep, I'm on board for that. Okay, cool. Um, Dirt Alice in Chains, good album. I'll give it a B. Boyd, what are we settling on? Let's go with the B plus. B plus. There you go. All right. Um, you'll be back with me in a couple of episodes' time. Absolutely, will. We'll be back in Blighty. Yes, we will. Be. That's quite true. Have you got a song that you'd like to play us out with? Yeah, I'm going to be back in Blighty um, for this one because when we did Shine, our predominantly British album, mm-hmm. I went with an American track at the end of it. So I'm going to do the reverse here. You contrarian, yeah. Indeed. <laughs> As it's the first one of 2022, I want to go with a track from my favourite British album of 2021. Ooh. It's by a band called Dry Cleaning. Never heard of them. Yeah. Their debut album. Probably the obvious one, but I realise we don't play the whole track. Mm-hmm. So uh, go with uh, Scratch Card Lanyard by yeah. Dry Cleaning. Okay, let's have a bit of this. It's kind of the post-punk vibe with the um, kind of slacker beat poetry spoken word delivery. Love it. It's um, yeah. I'm getting what's what's the guy Christ who we talked about who died? Um, New Orders previous. Oh, uh, Ian Curtis. Yeah, not the deadpan delivery. Oh, I'm getting I'm getting some of that kind I've of thing. Never thought of that before, yeah. but that's probably why it's tugging on my strings. Yeah. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Love them lyrics as well. <laughs> Never heard of them. Check them out, guys. I'm dry cleaning. Yeah? Right, nice one, boy. I'll catch you in a bit, right? See you soon. See you later, guys. Bye. Do everything, feel nothing. Do everything, feel nothing. Pat Dad on the head. Alright, you big loud mouth. Thanks very much for the Twix. a hardy banana with that waxy surface and small delicate flowers.